0: Happy NFL Draft Eve and welcome into the Dead Arm Sports Podcast. Josh and Jill here rocking opposing teams' jerseys for our NFL Draft episode. Uh, we have a fun mock draft for you a little bit later on in the show. But uh, how are you doing today, Gel? One day away. Uh, we well two days for us. We're recording on Tuesday night here, but you're listening. It's to Taco us on Tuesday. It's Taco a, Tuesday. It's every Tuesday's
1: a good day. <laughs> yeah, I had fish tacos for lunch oh, actually. That sounds great. Oh, yeah. Where were those from? Some, I dude made them. Oh, nice. made some made some tilapia. Hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Tuesday. Fish tacos. Not a sponsor. No, mate. Just just did a little little uh, cast iron tilapia. Made an avocado cream avocado cilantro sour cream sauce, which was orgasmic, a bunch <laughs> of lime juice, all the other ingredients I mentioned, and um got some feta cheese in there, a little green cabbage, and some radish. Nice. On a tort on a tortilla. I only have flour tortillas. They're supposed to be, I guess, on corn tortillas There's traditionally, shortage, but there. no. I don't know, maybe oh, there's yeah. a shortage on a bunch of shit, <laughs> right. but uh, but yeah, it turned out freaking sweet. So had some leftover uh, fish taco action, and I'm in a good mood. It's Taco Tuesday, baby! Nice. I eat ta- although I eat tacos probably like four times a week. It's insane. <laughs> like chicken, fish, like breakfast tacos, any kind of taco. Like it's going down. Nice. Well, not only can eat that you much make bread, them, you also so I just eat them i just have them on tortillas you know like i mean when i a lot of times if i've got brats like if i've got tortillas on hand i'll just i had them at uh i had tor- brats in a tortilla for the first time at a san antonio what's their double or triple a affiliate mlb it was a it was a minor league baseball game mm. round rockets or oh. round no there's a round rock I don't know San Antonio, whatever. <laughs> they, I was down there for for work and got to a minor league baseball game. Fernando Tatis and Luis Arias were both on that uh, in the Padre system at that time, so they were both playing in that game. Uh, it was sweet. They had I think it was got like the $2. missions.
0: Does that sound right? The commissions. The missions. That,
1: just the missions. The, oh yeah. Okay. The missions. That makes sense because San Antonio's a big. Uh, uh military base. So that kinda of, that does I guess check out. But Tatis, Luis Arias there. Uh two dollar beers, one dollar brats. I think my ticket was like six bucks. <laughs> I was <laughs> on the third baseline, like second row. It $3. was sick. Yeah. Great time. Freaking love minor league baseball. Um so I'm doing great. So what I was getting at is that was the first time I had a brat in a tortilla and they put, they, uh, melted, che- uh, Swiss cheese inside of it. And then, you know, you just open it up and, uh, I put in kraut and mustard as I would for any brat and uh, rolled it back up. And, oh my God, freaking awesome. Maybe a little, maybe I had, maybe I had a little diced onion in there too, probably. So I, I'm, ai mean, there's nothing like on, you know, a brat on a big ass freaking like bakery roll. Like you can get up in Wisconsin, but when you got tortillas on hand, does just, does the job quite well. So <laughs> tortillas are that's my carb, I guess. <laughs> I was my gonna number say even if uh, you're rather not,
0: than bread. If you're not making tacos, uh you're in one of the probably best states to go out and get tacos too. So
1: big uh, time. Yeah. <laughs> the number <laughs> one spot a... in this in the country. Yeah. <laughs> California's actually going for, you know, they're they're making a run for Texas's money. They got that Baja region mm. that comes where you know a lot of a lot of people will come up to like L.A. for for tacos in San Diego and stuff to you know sell tacos, but I think Texas takes the cake.
0: We have our question of the day today, but I'm throwing an extra letter in front of it, gel. So it is the TQOD. It's the qu- trivia question of the day today. <laughs> NFL Draft edition. When was the last time four quarterbacks went in the top 10 of the NFL draft and can you name the four quarterbacks?
1: Josh Rosen, Sam I'm guess I'm going in reverse order here. <laughs> Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Baker. Yep. Terrible. One <laughs> of those four ended up doing anything and that same draft see I feel like I I heard that same exact stat somewhere earlier today on some ah. show. So I probably otherwise wouldn't have had that right, you know, like that. But, uh, you know, and then Lamar Jackson is in that same draft, goes number 32 overall. Ravens trade up out of the second round to grab their, well, their quarterback they thought would be there for probably a lot longer than it than it <laughs> kind of looks like right now. But that's the worry about this year's draft is there's four quarterbacks and, more than likely going to
0: be going top 10 could be well. going
1: in the top 10 and three of them were I mean one was I mean, might be out of the league at this point in in Rosen Baker and Sam Darnold Baker's maybe in the starting line or line for the starting job in Tampa but only because his competition is Kyle Trask and then Sam Darnold is Going to be a backup to either Purdy or Lance, or fall into that third string role in San Fran, or maybe gets a start week one if Purdy still can't throw the ball. And then obviously you got Josh Allen there, who was I believe the number seven pick yeah. or six or seven in that seven. draft. So, and he's obviously you know he'll be sticking around. So one <laughs> of those guys is going to be is is going to be with their team long term. The other three have already left their team. And then the fifth quarterback that was taken in the first that year, Lamar, we have no idea. So we might, and we might see five quarterbacks go in this year's draft in the first round. If, if hooker sneaks into the first, so it'll be interesting. I mean, I think his, you know, when you think about your top five quarterbacks in the draft, that kind of checked out pretty right where it was, you get basically one stud, you get, two guys that are okay. You get one bust and you've got one, you know, I I guess Lamar's pretty spectacular, but how long is he going to be spectacular for? If we go back to the, what was the, uh, Zach Wilson draft? Was that 2021? Does that sound right? Something 2020, 2021, uh, where there were five in the top 15, In Lawrence, who looks like the generational talent, Zach Wilson, a bust, Trey Lance, unknown, Justin Fields, unknown, Mac Jones, middle of the road. Like, I feel like that's how this is going to go. That's, you know, that's the history. If we got four or five quarterbacks going in the first round, we'll have at least four, maybe a fifth. So it's who's going to be the bust? Who's going to be the stud? I guess we find out. Yeah, but. It's a crapshoot,
0: <laughs> absolutely, as it is every year drafting the quarterback position for the most part. Stay tuned to find out where Jel and I have some of those top guys slotted. We, like I said, we got a mock draft coming up. Going to touch on some golf, but uh, again, you can find us at Dead Arm Sports on all of our socials go to YouTube, type in Dead Arm Sports into that search bar. Today is a great time to stop listening to the podcast and go to YouTube. We are going to have our mock draft up on share screen, so you can follow along
1: easily with the draft if you prefer a visual aid to help you out with our picks. It's going to be really helpful for you to keep track of who's gone, who hasn't been taken, and you can be like, What the fuck? Why hasn't X player been taken? And it'll be easier to follow visually than just via podcast. So especially because we're going to be doing two separate mock drafts. So I'd recommend check out YouTube. That's going to be the easiest way for sure. Subscribe, click the bell there.
0: That way, you know, for future when our live episodes drop, we monitor that chat. You can ask us any questions. If you're on there live right now, you can ask us any questions in regards to our mock draft as we unveil that a little bit later on. Subscribe, rate, and view the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot. We will swag you up. Otherwise, you can always hit us up on our socials at Dead Arms Sports, at gel that's at D-A-S-J-E-L. I can be found at Dosjpec. that's at D-A-S-J-P-E-C. Give us both a shout-out and a follow. Gonna kick it off with a very, very quick Zurich Classic recap here. Had Nick Hardy, Davis Riley pick up their first PGA Tour
1: wins. I like the Davis Riley action. Yeah. I will say that. Yep. Don't know who Nick Hardy is. I think of you know Hardy. Isn't that a bike company like a BMX bike? Hardy's? Well, that's a well. That's a that's a uh, Huffy. Huffy. That's what Huffy. I was thinking of. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Oh, boy. Oh, wow. It's going to be a long is, episode. Yeah,
0: we're already off the rails here. But uh, Those two finished at minus 30, and they're exempt now. They get two years of PGA Tour, don't have to fight for their card. They get to play in the Century Tournament of Champions and get into the PGA Championship as well, uh, and the players. So awesome for those two guys. That was a huge win for them. Otherwise, yeah, not a great finish. I mean... Bo Hostler down the stretch and Wyndham Clark were in it to like the third or fourth remaining hole and then just kind of fell apart. And I mean, it was one of those that Hardy and Riley finished up in, I think, like four or five groups left and just no one really ever put any pressure on them. So just kind of a lackluster finish to this one and kind of sums up our, uh, our pairings as well. I went with the Fitzpatrick brothers. You ended up with, uh, Sam Burns, Billy Horschel ended up getting two strokes back on me, but uh, surprise, surprise, uh finish for me, at least with the Fitzpatrick's absolutely tearing it up in four ball. And then alternate shot was definitely a struggle. I think they're right around par after both rounds with that, but the other rounds, man, they were tearing wow. it up.
1: So, so they ended up finishing what nineteen under, or
0: yeah, I think it? they were. I'm I'm pretty sure if I I don't have it right in front of me, but I think that was all pretty much on the Thursday and Saturday rounds. It like, has to be the if they finish par right.
1: on on the yeah. uh, an alternate shot. That's that's pretty damn impressive. I mean, yeah. that's the difference though between uh Matthew Fitzpatrick and an Alex Fitz- Fitzpatrick, where Matthew can do it. For four days straight, every single ball. Where, hey, if Matthew, he, you know, he can't do it, it's. He's obviously not up to the par that that. Or sorry, Alex is not up to the par that Matthew is obviously. So, <laughs> yeah. that's where it kind of hurts. But geez, that's a that's a killing in in best ball. So good yeah. for them. Well, I was happy with
0: it. Like I said, going into it, I was just wanting to burn one golfer. You had taken that pair that I was hoping to grab. So. It worked out. I'm happy with the result of that. Even though
1: I only two, gave two only strokes, two strokes. Though. That's that's not bad at all. Yep. Especially cons- is Matthew even like amateur status or is he just Alex? like ah? Let me grab a Alex my is
0: actually on a PGA tour, the Canadian tour. Mm,
1: okay, gotcha. So, <yeah>. eh?
0: Hey, hey! <laughs> Shout out to the hockey playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, that might be the first time hockey's ever been mentioned on our podcast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dallas Stars hat, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: it. Got a little bit of NFL news here. Uh, Two shocking moves that actually went down today. Joe Burrow and Justin Jefferson's fifth-year option <laughs> was picked up by their respective teams. So just absolutely mind-blowing. I don't know what those teams are doing. It just makes no sense. But no. <laughs> those were just like click of the buttons, don't
1: even need to think about it, autopilot. Yep. <laughs> we're <locking> Teammates. In. <laughs> Teammates on the best offensive of all time in college yep. football history. Yep. <laughs> but
0: no the big transaction that finally another shocker down, by the way
1: nobody saw this one coming yes
0: Aaron Rodgers is finally a jet that went down yesterday on Monday they should have everything finalized prior to the NFL draft um but yeah he's a jet the Jets get Aaron Rodgers the 2023 Three first round Packers pick which was the 15 spot and a 2023 20, fifth round pick Packers get back the Jets pick from this year's so the number 13 overall a 2023 20, second 2023 20, sixth and a 2024 second round pick, which more than likely will be a first round pick. Aaron Rodgers just has to play sixty-five percent of the snaps, and that'll turn into a first round pick, which barring an injury. I mean they traded for him, he should be should Watch be. Watch him easily. retire
1: week nine <laughs> and he only right. plays fifty percent of the snaps, right. like and then just and then comes back. God <laughs> he would do something bitchy like that, right. but, but I guess I guess long story short, this is a second this year. You know, it's it's a two, you know, moved up two spots from 15 to 13. What is that worth? Maybe a fourth? Probably. Uh, if, if that was done on draft day, you'd probably have to give up a fourth to move up those two spots. But, like, it's essentially the Packers get an addition get the Jets second rounder this year and likely a first next year for Rodgers and then you know there's all those other extra late late round picks
0: yeah and the Jets are picking up his salary so i mean he's got a little bit of a cap hit this year on the Packers but he's off the books next year so i think that was the main thing with the Packers if you get rid of him he's not going to be on the books next year so
1: and it also cleared up a ton of space for the Jets this year. They were able to convert next year's guaranteed money to, a to into a signing bonus. So they opened up, like, I think they still have $43 million remaining in cap space now, which that makes me think, hey, you can afford going after a DeAndre Hopkins. Lamar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He'll play running. He can play a uh, wide receiver <laughs> as Bill Polian once suggested before <laughs> right. Lamar was drafted. Um No, I, I mean, I think it's a win-win for both sides. Packers were obviously ready to move on. And I think most Packer fans honestly were ready to move on. It's, it's a, it's not a good riddance. It's a thank you for your service, but you know, time to time to go <laughs> like yeah. enough of enough of this. We appreciate your time. I just didn't, you know, didn't want another year of it myself. I think a lot of Packer fans had are were pretty much over all the drama and everything. And and him, you know, <laughs> I saw a quote today from Joe Douglas. Some uh, One of the media members in New York asked, you know, hi, how do you, you know, what do you think this is going to do for Zach Wilson? Uh, how do you think this will affect him? And he's like, I think this is the best thing for Zach Wilson. Uh, he'll have a guy uh here to develop him and he'll be able to look behind one of the best players of all time best quarterbacks of all time and i'm like i'm sitting there thinking well for that to happen aaron Rodgers would actually have to show up to practice (laughs) and (laughs) which he has not done over the last two years but um so i thought that i just side topic there but i think it's you know it's a win-win for both sides. It's about the capital that I thought the Packers were going to get a second this year, a conditional second slash first next year. And if, and if Rodgers retires after this season, the Packers do still get a first round pick, assuming Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps. So um, yeah, I mean, it's a win for both sides. I, we obviously saw this coming for months and I'm just glad it's over before the draft so that both teams can, figure out what they want to do in the draft and not have to think what if it, what if we don't get this done by the time our pick is up.
0: yeah No, I I think that the Packers I I was shocked actually a little bit that they got back what they did for him. I thought that they did really well with that just with the Jets not really knowing how long they're going to have Aaron Rodgers for. There's no guarantee he's going to play past this year, so I was pleasantly surprised, I guess, that the Packers ended up getting back that possible first-round pick next year. I didn't know if the Jets would end up parting with a first-round pick just without that guarantee, but I, I think it's a nice haul for them, and
1: the Jets finally get a relevant quarterback that <laughs> they haven't well, and, had
0: in a long time.
1: And the and the conditional that I, I thought it was going to be a second this year and a conditional pick next year based, you know, it would be a second that turns into a first if he Came plays That's next year. I, yeah. That's the part that, you know, I was kind of surprised, like if he plays 65% of the snaps this year, that's going to happen. I think there's only been one season since he became a starter where he didn't meet that mark. So you'd assume he's going to play that 65%. So as a Packer fan, happy about getting that extra first for next year. That's pretty much guaranteed. We have that updated on our
0: mock draft. So while Jell is pulling that up here, I'll go over a little bit about what we're going to be doing here with our NFL draft mock a -a ding dong (laughs) Going to kick that off. So today we're going to split this into two parts just so that way we can discuss our picks a little bit and question a pick if we're not sure what is going on from our uh, co-partner here on what their pick is. But um, we're just going to go through the first 16 picks today. So Carolina through Washington as Jell is pulling up our draft. Again, go to YouTube right now. We have a lovely draft board you can follow along with that Gel has so kindly penciled in. Max Johnson of Texas A&M as the First pick in the draft, uh, not eligible this year, Gel. So you, you know you I got guess a lot I gotta of Aggie oh, friends man. down there. Yeah, but uh, I will take so, him out. So we're gonna go through and just go through each pick and who we are projecting for that spot. For simplicity, we're not going to do any trades. This is assuming that that team is going to be picking or you think a player will go in that spot. We're not going to necessarily do trades or anything like that. We'll bring up if it's a likely trade out spot or a team might trade in. We'll we'll discuss that, but we're just going to keep it simple today. and Keep just... it simple, stupid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, just stick with the team that is currently picking in that spot. So yeah, I guess without further ado i'll go ahead and kick it off carolina panthers are the top spot they have been on the clock for what two months now since their month with since their trade with the bears and i i think this one's pretty simple this is the only pick right now that oh I hold think... on
1: wait shit well <laughs> technical difficulties all right who's wait uh with the first pick on the clock the carolina panthers love
0: it but i think this is the pick that is the only one that is penned in right now and that's going to be bryce young quarterback from alabama i'm sure you're going to be typing that in over on the other side too gel but that just seems like the logical pick here they trade up they're obviously going to be going to quarterback and this is the safest quarterback in the draft yes in the end, he might not end up being the best quarterback. There are guys with maybe more potential, but this is the safest pick. This is a guy that you can lock in as your franchise quarterback here for the next while, and you can feel good about it, not really have to worry at all. You're going to have to find some pieces to help him out, but you can have him sit behind the beige water pistol for a game or two, learn the offense, and then uh, Bryce Young can make an appearance.
1: Yeah, I, I don't even see Andy Dalton uh, making an appearance here. I think Bryce Young is the starter day one uh, in Carolina. And um, yeah, I, Beigewater Pistol doesn't deserve any more playing time than he's already no. gotten in his NFL career. God, that guy's made a lot of money for being mediocre, even as a backup. So good for him. Bryce Young, number one overall uh, quarterback out of Alabama.
0: I like it. Why don't we snake this, Joe? Who you got for your uh, second pick here for the Texans?
1: <laughs> With the number two pick in the NFL draft, the Houston Texans select Tyree Wilson, edge rusher out of Texas Tech. Uh, I know it's it's been for a while that Will Anderson has been the kind of consensus number 1 on a lot of people's big boards but i think that uh, there's the fear of Will Anderson possibly be possibly have already peaked at Alabama and uh, you know he's the safest pick in this draft from at least from a defensive standpoint from a lot of people however i think what ultimately spooks the Texans away from taking Will Anderson and going Tyree Wilson is that Jadavian Clowney number one overall pick where everybody thought, hey, he's the safest defensive player in this draft, face, safest edge rusher, this guy's going to dominate. And he ended up being an average player. There may be a fear from the Texans given that they had Clowney that there's no such thing as a safe pick. And and taking the, taking the safest player on this board is... It's not worth it. So I'm going to go Tyree Wilson. We saw this. We also saw the same thing in Jacksonville last year where it looked like Aiden Hutchinson was going to be the number one guy, the safest pick. And so far, his rookie year looked like he should have been the number one overall pick. But Jacksonville went, uh, was it uh, Trayvon Walker? Yeah, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia for those physical traits, for the, the freak nature, the freak body that he had. And and still has, but so I I I'm gonna see the tech or I'm thinking the Texans may go do the same thing and go for those traits that Tyree Wilson has. I mean, six five, freak edge rusher, elite athletically, not the most refined product out there, but he's got those physical traits, and I think that's somewhere that's something that the Texans are gonna buy into. At that number, at their number one overall or their number, their first round selection. Yeah,
0: no, I could definitely see that. There's been a lot of hype of Tyree Wilson jumping up boards and being that first defensive player off of the board here. I am going with Vegas money right now, and they've got the number two pick as Will Levis. So I'm going to lock Will Levis in here. I don't like that pick if that is Houston actually making the pick there. I don't know if, again, Vegas, I've seen articles with Houston picking Will Levis or just a team trading up for Will Levis, and that's where the money line is with Vegas right now. I think it's going to be a mistake, especially if a team trades up and gives away draft capital to grab Will Levis. I, it's just mind-blowing to me, but I'm going to put Will Levis in there right now just with Vegas. Vegas usually has some idea of what is going on with this, and I'm very curious come Thursday to see if this actually is what happens. I mean, this obviously is a trade-up spot. What, what do you think the odds are that Houston actually makes a pick here? Do you think they're more than likely to trade out or do you think they're more than likely to take the pick
1: i okay well first off i think if tech if houston does stay at that number two spot there's absolutely no chance that they go will levis i don't think they take a qb at number two i think if they stay at two they go defense they either go tyree wilson or will anderson maybe they take maybe they maybe they buy into their culture that is non-existent and take Jalen Carter and take that risk. I don't see him going quarterback at number two here at all. Um, Reason being, I think that there's a chance that Trey Lance, there may be some movement with, uh, with the Niners and Trey Lance. Um, So especially with D'Amico Ryan's coming over from the Niners, he knows a lot about Trey Lance. Now that may spook D'Amico Ryan's, given that he has seen Trey Lance do absolutely nothing in the league so far, um, but I think that I I I can see this in the works where Houston says, "Hey, let's either let's trade back and get additional capital, or let's take the best defensive player available, and let's send away, let's send away a second, receive back Trey Lance and a third, and." something like that and then they can try out Trey Lance for a season and if they decide hey he's our guy they can pick up that fifth year option after this season if they decide he's not a guy and he sucks again oh we suck again (laughs) then they'll be in a good spot to grab either Drake May or Caleb Williams so I, I I think that's either for them it's either best player available best defensive player available or trade back. Um, I see no chance that they end up taking a quarterback, though.
0: Sounds good. Can I get that music, Joe? Arizona is on the clock. <laughs> With the third pick in the draft, I have Arizona selecting edge rusher from Alabama, Will Anderson. I think they're going to end up going there. They need a lot of help. This could potentially be a trade down spot to for Arizona if Houston or another team don't take a quarterback that another team really covets. Arizona needs draft picks. They're in a full-on rebuild right now outside of having Kyler Murray as their quarterback and They need additional help here, but they could easily start this off on the defensive side, get a guy that can be a cornerstone for that defense, just had J.J. Watt retire, which, granted, he was at the end of his career. Still solid production, though, when he was with the Cardinals, but can get Will Anderson in there, get a good pass rush going, and get that top defensive guy off the board.
1: Yeah, um, I got nothing more to say on that. And uh, spoiler alert, Will Anderson going at number three <laughs> to the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, like, you know, like we had said, like you just said, I mean, or, and like I kind of had said when I was talking to Tyree Wilson, just the most, it seems like the most sure thing on the edge. He's been one of the most defense or dominant defensive players in college football over the last two years. He could have been the number one overall pick if he would have been eligible to come out of Alabama last year. So um Big yeah team. I think the Cardinals this is they got a rep- they they have so many holes man and Will holes Anderson's and a great sieve 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 uh yeah I Will Anderson's a great place to start for rebuilding your defense so uh I'm going to lock in Will Anderson as well as my number 3 overall pick going to the Arizona Cardinals The Indianapolis Colts are on the clock at number four overall. And I am going to go, I, I mean, there's been a lot of buzz about Jim Ursay falling in love with this player, Um, you know, falling in love with the traits. And they're obviously in need of a quarterback. And I'm going to, I've been going back and forth on a couple guys here at quarterback. Obviously, they're as desperate as possible, but I'm going to go Will Levis, number four overall to the Colts, um, ultimately, I honestly think that they end up trading up to that number two spot to grab him, uh, which would be, could be a weird, tr- or maybe up to number three, um, I don't think they're gonna, I don't think they're gonna sit there and wait till four to grab him, but if he, if there is no movement, which, like Josh said, that's what we're doing in this draft, uh, and they do stick at number four, and Levis, I think Levis, again, assuming no trades would be available at four. So, uh, I think that I'm going to go. Will Levis there at four to Indy, um, most quarter, one of the most quarterback needy teams, if not the most, can we say the most quarterback needy team in the, in the NFL? I mean, I guess you can throw Houston in there, but I mean, you're, I mean, Gardner about Minshew's other option. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a battle of Gardner Minshew or Davis Mills. So, you know, take your pick, uh, Yeah, uh, but I think Will Levis is ultimately going to be a Colt. Just not sure exactly where, but assuming no trades, he will be available at four to them. Will Levis.
0: I like it. I yeah if they trade up I see that more being to that third spot to Arizona I can't imagine an inner division trade for a franchise that's what could screw that up a little bit that's the only thing with that I mean they could but it's going to cost them a ton to move up in the division to grab that quarterback but no that very well could be an ideal landing spot for Will Levis I have a quarterback coming off of the board here as well and That's Anthony Richardson. I've got Anthony Richardson here to the Colts. I think he is in a good spot here where he can sit behind Gardner for a little bit and just a freak athlete, a guy that could potentially be the best quarterback in this draft, but just has a lot of work left to do with that. And it'll be interesting. You got some solid receivers there to work around with the Colts with uh, Pierce and Pittman, but. Got a good run game, so maybe that helps him out a little bit. He's dynamic in that run game as well, and I think this is a good spot for Anthony Richardson.
1: Yeah, I think that's that. Those that was obviously the other quarterback that I was debating on was was going going Anthony Richardson here. Um, yeah, I, it was. I I like I said, I went back and forth on those two guys. I the only and I would have gone Anthony Richardson here, but the Vegas rumors of. You know, the of him possibly, you know, being the favorite to go number two overall kind of spooked me. I wanted to go Anderson or go, uh, uh, God, I'm uh, Anthony Richardson here, but no, that's a that's a fair, fair move with the with fifth, the fifth pick overall the J- pick. The <laughs> Seattle Seahawks select, well, wait. <laughs>
0: The Seattle Seahawks select Jalen Carter, defensive tackle from Georgia. I think this is a really good spot for him. Get some of that ferocious D back in the Pacific Northwest that was their bread and butter during the Super Bowl era with uh, Russell Wilson there on the offensive side of the ball. Again some issues there, but I think Pete Carroll's done a really good job with the players there. So I don't really see that as too much of an issue. Got a nice big disruptive force in that middle of the defensive line and Jalen Carter would be a really nice fit in Seattle. Um, yeah, I have my bears Jersey on. He's somebody that potentially could be there at nine two if Seattle does pass on him, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to end up going Jalen Carter.
1: Yeah. I, um, I had this is another one that I had been contemplating on for a while. I, I think Jalen Carter is a great fit there with Seattle and the Pete culture, Pete Carroll culture. I, he's he's taken chances on a lot of guys that have maybe had some questionable character and we haven't seen the issues until maybe they leave Seattle. So he gets those players to buy in really well. I think this is a great fit for uh, for Jalen Carter and for the Seahawks. Um so I think this would be a great pick for them, but not da, so da, da, fast, my friend, not so <laughs> fast, my friend. Uh, in Gels mock draft, I've got the Seahawks selecting Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. I think that they're ready to give Gino one year, maybe a year and a half, maybe at the Thanksgiving point of 2025 that's when, and, and or if there's some bye week that, you know, where it looks like uh, Gino's kind of reverting back to what he was. Richardson has made some nice developments over the last year and a half. Bye week now, he's got Washington and then, you know, I don't know, some other mediocre NFC team following right, <laughs> Arizona, right behind him, like for his first two starts right after a bye week, perfect time to make that switch. That's what I'm kind of envisioning what the Seahawks do. Jalen Carter is going to be extremely extremely tempting uh for Pete Carroll to take and for John Schneider to take. But John Schneider also the GM of the Seahawks is one of those guys that I mean, he falls in love with traits even when he had Russell Wilson when when Wilson was still at in his prime back, you know, a few years ago when Josh Allen was coming out. John Schneider was attending that draft workout or his uh his pro day and, and all that stuff. So and and worked him out in the Seahawks facility. So he's a guy that loves traits and Anthony Richardson obviously has all the traits. So I see I see Schne- I think I think Pete Carroll wants Jalen Carter. I think the GM wants Anthony Richardson and ultimately they're saying how far is Geno really going to take us and for how long? So that's why I'm going to go Anthony Richardson here.
0: I love that fit with Seattle. I think that would be the perfect landing spot for Anthony Richardson, where like you said, they committed a lot of money to Geno on the front end of that contract. They can get away with having Geno play for a year, let Richardson develop behind him, and that'd be a perfect system, assuming Pete Carroll or whoever takes over runs a very similar system to P. Carroll's offenses that they've had there and would be an awesome spot. You've got some solid receivers for Seattle as well. Uh, they've got a later pick in the draft as well that they might be adding some more help. You'll have to tune in tomorrow because they won't be uh, on the, for this one, but no, that, that would be perfect. Again, my mock draft, Anthony Richardson was off the board. I CJ Stroud might be a little perplexing to them to take, but I, I, Think ultimately, if it was between CJ Stroud, Jalen Carter, they'd lean Jalen Carter on that. But no, I I don't blame you at all for Anthony Richardson there. I love the fit.
1: The only reason I think CJ Stroud isn't like, you know, pre, you know, when I did a little bit more digging into him, it's like one of his comps, at least in terms of his playing style is Geno Smith. Now he's more accurate than Geno, but I mean, what exactly is there to fall in love with for for Pete Carroll or John Schneider to fall in love with with PJ or with CJ Stroud? I mean, he's just got a lot of very average measurables in terms of, you know, a lot just everything and, and just knowing this Seahawks squad, they love their they love their high end traits. Which is why I think it's Jalen or Anthony Richardson if those two guys are there, and nobody else should even be considered.
0: You make me laugh every time <laughs>
1: <laughs> with the number six pick. The Detroit Lions select Devin Witherspoon, corner out of Illinois. Uh, he's he's totally a Dan Campbell type of a guy. Came in, had some issues uh, academically. Was ac- actually first off came in as a zero star recruit, had some academic issues, ended up having to transfer to a junior college. Before showing out right away and then eventually getting to Illinois and absolutely dominating this year. Dan Campbell loves his guys that are hard workers, are able to kind of, you know, dig themselves out of holes, you know, bite kneecaps, et cetera. And Devin (laughs) Witherspoon was absolutely dominant this year in the Big Ten. I just, I think this is a, a Dan Campbell special. And Devin, and also Devin Witherspoon knowing how to play. In the Big Ten, weather, I think that'll do, that'll turn on uh, the, the Lions a little bit and that towards Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't have much
0: else to add there, Gel. You can uh, keep, you can copy and paste that over to my pick in the Detroit Lions. I've got Devin Witherspoon going there as well. I was torn too a little bit. This might be a spot for CJ Stroud with the lions. I mean, Jared Goff after this year, we don't know what that looks like. And the lions are projected right now. I would think I haven't, I don't have them up in front of me, but one of the favorites to win the NFC North. So I don't know that they're really going to be in a good draft spot next year to get a quarterback of the future. So if one of the guys that maybe they have scouted and like falls to them, this might be a spot for them to do that. You could transition over, but Ultimately, I, I think Devin Witherspoon is their guy. It can sh- help shore up that defense, like you said. He's a Dan Campbell guy, and you got a solid uh, offensive unit there, and it can help get some help with them on the defensive side of the ball. So, hit that button. Cue it up. <laughs> And with the seventh pick in the draft, the Las Vegas Raiders select C.J. Stroud, quarterback from The Ohio State University. This is as far as C.J.'s getting down the board if he... (laughs) Go to YouTube, folks, for The Ohio State University going into the school selection there, but... Yeah, I mean you have Jimmy G, so we'll see. He's probably going to be hurt after the fourth game of the season, and (laughs) CJ will be thrown in there. But
1: hey, they got Brian Hoyer. Okay, I forgot
0: (laughs) the the all elusive Brian Hoyer. But no, CJ Stroud, somebody I think Vegas would be a nice spot for him. Doesn't get thrown in right away, but could compete for some playing time too early on. I think he can learn from Josh McDaniels, who obviously had a very successful run as the old coordinator for the best quarterback of all time, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, Big so time Timmy Tom. Josh is going to want a quarterback for the future, and C.J. Stroud is uh, sitting there for him at number seven. So I like C.J. Stroud to Vegas.
1: Yeah, I mean, I this is another guy that I just I don't see much of a difference between Jimmy G and C.J. Stroud. I think they're pretty comparable players, although Stroud doesn't get – at least throughout his college career, isn't getting hurt every single year. So I think the fit is there. I just I don't know what the quarter or what the contract language is like in that Jimmy G uh, in the Jimmy G piece, because you I think Stroud is one of those guys that you'd like to see starting pretty, pretty early on. Now, knowing Jimmy's now, obviously knowing Jimmy's (laughs) injury history, he may be starting week six because there's no he's got no other option they have no other option but i think that's a, that's a that's a pretty fair fit and and like you said the josh mcdaniel's factor is is legit however in my mock draft i have with the las vegas raiders going with cornerback christian gonzalez out of oregon uh also return specialist which where they have struggled mightily in the return game uh i just think i i think they're desperate for cornerback help and that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be the motivation to to get get one, the, one of the you know the best I think the best uh, available player outside of Jalen Carter uh, in the draft here. I I think Jalen Carter is a nice fit in terms of like needs. Like he fits Raiders where there's questionable character. Every that's first round see, pick, and that's <laughs> like need wise, yes. Mark Davis wise. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But hopefully Josh McDaniels and their new G or their GM that they brought over from the Patriots uh, spacing on that name. Not going to think of it is uh, hopefully they'll take, they'll talk Mark Davis off the ledge and say, dude, Jalen Carter in Vegas. Like we saw what happened when Henry Ruggs was in Vegas. We don't need another questionable character that likes to street race. So um, sorry to bring up a sorry, sore subject there, but that's the but it's the reality. I don't think that that would be a smart move there. So um, I think Christian Gonzalez, one of the you know, he's great corner fits needs and, uh, you know, high character guy as well. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. With the number eight selection, the Atlanta Falcons select my boy. Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher wow, okay. Iowa. I've got I've seen some mocks where he is as high as a as a number ten or a top ten pick. I've also seen him seen him go as low as like twenty two. So there's a there's a pretty wide uh varied opinion on him, but I think he's a freak. He would fit in great. I'm, I'm loving the thought of Lucas Van Ness on that turf in Atlanta. That sounds like an absolute. I mean, the guy's a freak. You get freaks on turf. They become even more freakish. So I love the thought of this here, and it fits a need for the Falcons. Yeah, I mean,
0: they'd be extremely pumped to have him there. And yeah, I mean, for all those reasons, I don't know that's. A little early for me right now. It would not surprise me one bit at all, but just a lot of the mocks you're seeing him in the teens, but very well could be the best edge rusher in this draft when it's all said and done. So I don't, don't hate the pick at all. Mine is, With Atlanta is another edge rusher as well. Someone that you had as first off of the board, and that is Tyree Wilson. I think Tyree Wilson still being available at this stage would be an absolute steal. Being a Bears fan, I would hate with Atlanta picking him right in front of us. That would be awesome for us to have. But ultimately, Atlanta, best overall player right now. They need a lot of help. They're going through that rebuild right now. Not a quarterback available for them to take right now. It's way too early for talking about Hendon Hooker at all so Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech is my pick here going one spot in front of the Bears so with Tyree Wilson taken with Atlanta, why don't you uh, hit that button uh. Mr. Joe? <laughs> With the ninth pick in the draft from the Carolina Panthers, the Chicago Bears will select the best tackle available in the draft, and I think that is Paris Johnson Jr. out of Ohio State. He's somebody that you can plug in day one, great run blocker, great pass blocker, and you need that help with Justin Fields. You committed this offseason to Justin Fields as your quarterback of the future, trading away that first overall pick. And you need to protect him. So get Paris Johnson Jr. in there. I think that is a safe pick. It's a great pick. Um, The other one, other name that... is jumping up the boards a little bit that there's rumors that the bears really like is darnell Wright out of tennessee a tackle as well so i it would not shock me at all if that was their pick there along with they've done a ton of research on peter skronsky as well from northwestern chicago area native grew up there so that obviously is another pick too um what if like i said if tyree wilson is there if one of those guys jalen carter it wouldn't shock me with Eberflus being a defensive guy, getting that three technique guy and a Carter or getting a solid edge rusher there. But ultimately, I think it's going to be the tackle position. And Paris Johnson helps out with a lot of their needs on the line.
1: Yeah, um, you sum that up pretty well. I've got Paris Johnson as well going here. Number nine to Chicago fits a need. That offensive line was atrocious last year. They didn't do much in free agency at least on the tackle position, maybe they got some depth and some, maybe some interior line play, but I don't think they signed anybody to play that tackle spot. So no,
0: they signed a guard out of from the Titans, but that was it.
1: So they're, they're in desperate need of, of an offensive tackle. Paris Johnson's the, the number one in my book, Darnell, right? Like you said, I've seen him shooting up boards, but I think you go, I think Paris Johnson is more of the kind of sure thing here. And just the, you know, just, he's, I feel like he's more of a known. So I've got Paris Johnson as well, uh, tackle out of Ohio State, falling to, well, not falling, but going to the Bears. Rounding out the top 10, our uh, NFC representative in the Super Bowl received this pick from New Orleans last, was that last year or two seasons ago when they traded they made a couple of trades.
0: I don't even remember. Honestly, I saw this, and I'm like, I don't even
1: remember who they traded to New Orleans. <laughs> I, I think it was they were doing a bunch of pick swapping because they had they had like the like 15th, 17th, and 18th oh, okay. overall picks, I think two years ago, and they traded two of them to the Saints – and they moved up a ton, and then they got C.J. Gardner Johnson or something. I don't, okay. I don't remember. It's a freaking blur at this point, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but for the NFC reps in the Super Bowl to have a top ten pick, not too shabby. Yeah, and so. I think that they are going to go with previously mentioned briefly, Peter Skaronski, offensive lineman out of Northwestern. You know, he's they he's a he played offensive tackle his t- for with his time at northwestern. however, they say he can play any position on that offensive line from left tackle guard center, right guard right tackle and I think that that's a perfect fit you start him week one at the at maybe a left guard right guard spot and then once Jason Kelsey retires or Lane Johnson retires, I guess probably more Lane Johnson uh retires or one of the or their current left tackle leaves, you just move Skaronski over to that position, so uh, I think it's a perfect fit. You know, you you hear the rumors of Bijan Robinson going here at ten, and to me, that's not an area of need. Um, I mean, Jalen, I don't want to blow your pick if that's his, if that's it, if it is Bijan, but it's not an area of need for me where I think Skaronski is more of an area of need uh, on that offensive line. And if you know anything about Howie Roseman. He likes to draft and develop defensive and offensive linemen and then go get his skill players either late in the draft or make trades. I mean, we've seen A.J. Brown, uh, for example, going and getting a guy in, you know, via trade, Uh, C.J. Gardner Johnson getting him via trade, Dre Dre Bly, holy shit. Um, (laughs) Who's the corner from the Lions? Uh, Big play Slay, Darius Slay uh, via trade. So... I think that he he builds those tre- he just continues to build those trenches up. Peter Skronski fits day 1 and then eventually moves out to tackle.
0: Yeah, Skronsky's a great great call there. He's a high IQ guy that like you said can play just about any position on the line, great technique. So don't blame them at all um, to shore up that line, you just gave a ton of money to Jalen Hurts, so you need to protect him. I am putting Bijan here so wow. it's not Like you said, it's not a huge need position, but you signed Rashad Penny to a one-year deal, and he has had a ton of trouble staying healthy. You lose him, there's not a ton on that roster. Kenny Gainwell's not a three-down guy at all. No, I said he gets hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah, Rashad Penny gets hurt, and there's not a ton on that roster. Because Kenny Gainwell's not a three-down guy. He is solid for a couple downs, but I think that they're going to end up using – this pick here this could be a spot too that maybe they trade back pick up some extra picks too if someone is super high on Bijan blows them away or if one of the quarterbacks happens to fall I think anywhere from the nine to I don't know all the way to the probably 14 ranges somewhere for a team to trade up potentially if uh, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson fall there but I wouldn't mind Bijan in that offense it'd be pretty Sick! <laughs> if you lined him up with John Mustard in the backfield, but yeah, that that would be ridiculous. Hit that button, Joe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> with the eleventh pick in the draft, Tennessee Titans select Peter Skronsky from Northwestern. So I think at this point, Tennessee is in no man's land right now. This could be. There's talk of maybe Derrick Henry being shipped out, Tannehill being shipped out. I think they're in the downward spiral right now and just got to go best overall right now, and I think that's Peter Skronsky. I don't think you can go wrong. He's about as solid as it gets, and like you said, not to beat a dead horse here, you can start him off at the tackle position he played in college, move him over to a guard, do whatever you want with him. He's going to be solid, going to be a staple on that offensive line. So I think Tennessee can lock in a solid pick here and best overall
1: and we saw uh Rashawn Slater come out of Northwestern and he was kind of looked you know with the Chargers now but he was looked at as one of those guys that he could play guard he could start him at guard and then move him over to tackle he ends up being one of the best offensive linemen in his rookie year now of course he was ended up getting hurt last season but uh no I think Skaronsky could end up having that uh, very similar upside also another you know as mentioned another guy out of Northwestern My number 11 overall pick to the Tennessee Titans. Finally, CJ Stroud goes, uh, as you mentioned, they're looking to potentially move off of Ryan Tannehill. It's been mentioned on this show. There have been reports that they're all that, that Tennessee brass is already out on Malik Willis. You've got a brand new GM there as well, who did not pick Malik Willis has no ties to Ryan Tannehill and you know, year one, a lot of these GMs like to grab their guy. I mean, Jordan Love, for example, year one of Brian Gutekunst. Uh, I didn't pick Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna grab. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna grab my own guy, Jordan Love. Ted Thompson did the same thing, though. When yeah. when he came in year one, he took Aaron Rodgers. So a lot of so these a lot of these GMs they like to grab their guy that they can kind of hitch their wagon to. And I think CJ Stroud is that for the Tennessee Titans, especially given that they're in rebuild mode at this point. And you, I mean, somebody at some point is going to miss out on one of these quarterbacks and maybe you can trade away Tannehill for a third or something. And, or if you get lucky.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I like that fit a lot. If he was still there, this is definitely a spot. Tennessee would be more than happy to take a quarterback. And honestly, I, I, If any of those top four quarterbacks fall, I could see them possibly taking a shot on them just with they need to do something at this point in time. They had their window. It did not work out well. It did not translate into the postseason, their division titles and got to got to do something here to start over.
1: Could you see the Titans getting aggressive and trading up with Arizona to three? I mean, I, I think it's unlikely that they'd trade up to two with Houston, just again, divisional yeah, opponents. But it's amazing. You've got three p- teams in the same division in the top 11. That's not great. <laughs> right. um, that are all quarterback needy. Could you see Tennessee getting aggressive like that, maybe moving up to three there? Uh, yeah. Or do they have I mean, too many? Like, the only problem with that is they have so many holes. You're yeah, giving up capital. That's the only downside. Because you're going to have to give up a
0: ton of capital. Because right. I would imagine eleven to three. That's that's huge. I mean, right now we're multiple, looking at you're giving up first Will Anderson future. The, Arizona's giving up. So I I would imagine that's multiple first round picks. Yeah, I would think so. I maybe if they. I mean, if there's a guy that they're like, this is the guy that we want. He is our future. He's there right now. He didn't get taken at one or two. Then yeah. I mean, if you know it's a guy that you think and you're dead set on, you get everybody on board with that. I mean, nobody's going to fault you down the road if you've got this guy for 15 years. Who cares what you gave up at the time? But But, you're also going to be out the door if it's not the right pick. You've got the Trey
1: Lance example where the (laughs) Niners gave up the farm and now they're looking to get whatever they can for him. And they're starting the last pick in the draft instead, assuming health. So... You're taking a risk here, but if Trey, but if Trey Lance had worked out, that move looks great. Yep. All right. uh, The Houston Texans are on the clock and with their number 12 overall pick, their second first rounder in the top 12 uh, that they received from the Cleveland Browns in that Deshaun Watson trade, the Houston Texans select. Jalen Carter, I think he's, fi- he finally is off the board, Um, he can't, f- I, 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 I'm debating, it. you know, it's like, does he fall this far, obviously, dude, he could go as high as two or three, but I think that if he goes past the Seahawks, maybe past the Lions, I think he falls, and the Texans at this point, they're looking for impact players, you're thinking, hey, D'Amico Ryans, this is a guy, this is a bad motherfucker that is not going to take any shit from jalen carter and he's he's going to get that guy in line if getting him in line is necessary um i you know and it's not just the off the field stuff with jalen carter that makes me think that he is going to fall a bit it's also the fact that when he came into his pro day when that's supposed to be every player's greatest showcase ever where they tailor the drills to what you're good at and they don't make you do anything that you're not good at i mean shit the, the all the qbs they're throwing against with no linemen to wide open receivers just, they're just throwing into air it's it's like you know it's basically like throwing a it's basically like throwing long toss and baseball warm-ups <laughs> like there's there's it, it, like these pro days are supposed to be tailored for your strengths. And he came in 11 pounds over playing weight and couldn't finish his workouts. And I know that he was going through all that legal stuff, but when the, sh- when the going gets tough, you just go hammer down Burger King <laughs> twice a day for the next two, three weeks. Like how do you hey, do? Eddie how do you- Lacey. cheeseburger eddie (laughs) so i've got i i know like he could go as high as two but i see him falling less because of the off the field stuff in terms of his legal involvement with that car uh the the street racing and more there's there's i guess that the combination of that and the concern of the guy didn't finish his pro day workout like that's not acceptable. So but but at 12, the Texans, hey, this is your second first round pick. You, this is where you can f- feel free to take a swing. And 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 especially with a guy like D'Amico, that I think is going to be able to keep him in line and and, uh, you know, not waste his talent.
0: Oh, That would be a pretty solid pick. Um, With my mock draft, the way I went with it, with the quarterback going to Houston with their first pick, got to get him a shiny new toy, and I went with Jackson Smith and Jigba, the best wide receiver in this draft. Even if they don't end up taking a quarterback with that pick, if they went to Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson route, I still think they need somebody in that wide receiver room, and Jackson Smith and Jigba could be their wide receiver one for the future. I think that this is an ideal landing spot for Bobby Trees ain't it? (laughs) No, Bobby Trees is not it. You can move Bobby Trees over to his wide receiver two position. Got Nico Collins in that three spot and still need a lot of help where they're probably going to be drafting a wide receiver again next year. But I ultimately think that this would be a perfect fit. I do like, I mean, there was talks too before with Houston, if CJ Stroud was going to go there. We've seen a lot of success with teams doing that with, I mean, you've seen Joe Burrow <laughs> getting Jamar Chase coming in and to a Jalen Waddle connection too. So, I mean, there's a lot of success Jalen Hurts that. and
1: AJ Brown, they were, they were, uh, I believe roommates in some of these college camps, and uh, stuff, yeah. camps outside, you know, outside of the school yep. stuff in the off season. So, yep. and they obviously had that sweet rapport.
0: Yeah. So I think that would ultimately be the ideal thing. But I again, I Vegas odds have Will Levis in the number two spot right now. So Jackson Smith jigba though can be their wide receiver, and I, I like the fit there.
1: It's a it's a great fit. It's a great fit. I just. I couldn't pass up on Jalen Carter yeah, right now. If I mean I'm, he's if I'm still Houston on the board at twelve, right? <laughs> can't pass up on that. They got too many needs and yep. you go you take your risk, especially given that it's a second first over or first round pick, that's where you can take a swing. Yeah.
0: For yours, Tyree Wilson, Jalen Carter, I mean that's that's unbelievable on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Sick. All right. This the Green the, Bay
0: Packers are on the clock. With their pick from the Jets in the Rogers trade, Green Bay Packers select Michael Mayer. I I think they're going to be going tight end regardless. I don't know that moving up two spots really did a whole lot. I mean, right now looking at yours, this might be a spot for Jackson Smith to Jigba if he were to fall. But I think with him off of the board right now, I don't see any of the wide receivers really being a huge fit if Jackson Smith and Jigba was there yes I could see the Packers swinging there but I they need a tight end and Michael Mayer is as sure of a tight end prospect as you're gonna get yes he's not the athlete I guess that Dalton Kincaid is but he's gonna be solid for you run blocking going out catching passes being that tight end that the Packers have historically always had so I like Michael Mayer to Green Bay
1: Bubba Franks 2.0 let's go (laughs) Uh, with the 13 overall pick, Jell has the Green Bay Packers selecting Nolan Smith, okay. edge rusher out of Georgia. All right. I think that they just they they continue this trend of not going skill position, uh, at the number one overall spot. Now or at the at the first round pick, um, the ultimate fuck you would be to Aaron Rodgers the second that he leaves. <laughs> yes be so great but uh <laughs> I mean I would love to see it but I think that they they're gonna like Nolan Smith a little bit too much he's a he's a beast out of uh out of Georgia as an edge rusher they took another linebacker out of Georgia last year and and a, also a defensive lineman out of Georgia so they clearly like their defensive players that you know bulldogs <laughs> and uh i think they get i think they grab the <clears throat> the best edge rusher that's left on the board and again another georgia player uh going to green bay at the number 13 spots
0: hit that button joe and then i have a question for you before you make your pick please tell me you're not going to make me barf on camera right now and put jackson smith in the jig to the patriots
1: <laughs> I was tempted, but I couldn't do it to myself either. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah, you've got him in in our uh, campus to can't. I've got got him in the dining. yeah, I've got him in campus (laughs) to can't. I could not. Well, thank you for
1: and to the viewers for not making me throw up on camera right now. (laughs) (laughs) With a number 14 overall pick, the New England Patriots select Joey Porter Jr., corner out of Penn State totally a check guy he loves his corners to he loves his corners to start off with that um you know he's he's swung for the fences on a lot of them and a lot of them have worked out and uh you know he knows when to get rid of guys I mean he got rid of JC Jackson when Jackson was at peak value and his impact with the Chargers last season was zero percent pretty much I mean yeah. he was He's hurt for a chunk was, of it. Well, so but. he started off the season not playing very well and then he got hurt. I mean, he's he's just good at moving off guys in the secondary at the right time. He's not afraid to do it, but he's also not afraid to spend the capital to get high end players. Stefan Gilmore, Darrell Revis, for example. I mean, those guys were veterans obviously at that time when Belichick pulled the trigger on him, but he loves his corners. This guy also is a dog. And Belichick loves his dogs. He's a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> former, obviously, son of former NFL player Joey Porter. So he's got the right bloodline. I think Belichick falls in love with him, and they and they have a need at corner. So I think he just, I think Belichick falls in love with with this player, Joey Porter Jr. Going 14 to the Patriots.
0: No, I I love that pick, and especially the corner position. If you notice on my draft board, there is a notable name that has not been taken at the cornerback position, and that's Christian Gonzalez. I think if he is on the board right now, the Patriots would be absolutely licking their chomps and he is in my mock draft. So that would be a no brainer. That would be probably the quickest pick you'll ever see a team make. And they'd lock in Christian Gonzalez there. It'd be an absolute no brainer and he'd be a phenomenal fit in that defense along with Bill Belichick leading the way. So
1: I kind of want them to go back to where the uh, coaches have to draft at home so we can see Belichick and his his golden (laughs) retriever drafting at home. In a very modest-looking home for somebody that has made as much money as he has, right? The only
0: thing I remember from that
1: draft too,
0: the other notable thing was when they panned to Mike Vrabel and somebody was taking a shit. You could see the reflection in the background (laughs) of the dude just sitting on the toilet.
1: I forgot about that. Oh man, I thought you were gonna go uh, Cliff Kingsbury in his bachelor pad, but uh, yeah, that thing was that was that was a total bachelor pad. That was sick. Hit that button, Joe. Fuck. First <laughs> time with the sound bar or with the, uh, whatever you call it, soundboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> with the 15th pick in the draft, the New York Jets pick from the Packers in the Aaron Rodgers trade. I've got them shorn up that line getting broderick jones tackle from georgia so i think at this point they're doing best overall and this guy sitting here gonna be an absolute monster for them to throw in either tackle position help get some additional protection for aaron Rodgers. you already said at that wide receiver position and running back, I don't really see a ton of other pieces there. So we'll get, we'll get some line protection for him and maybe Zach Wilson down the road, but hopefully not for their sake. But either way, I'm getting plugged Broderick Jones in day one to help protect Rogers.
1: Yeah. Broderick Jones was originally my pick for the jets at 13. However, I am pushing Jones down the board a little bit because the top receiver is still available at number 15 Pairing Jackson Smith and Jigba with Garrett Wilson, former teammate with Aaron Rodgers. That's a nasty wide, young wide receiver room. And uh, so I'm going to go Jackson Smith and Jigba wide out as the uh, finally the first wide receiver Kick comes him Lazard the board. To that third spot. <laughs> <clears throat> That's fine. He's he's a good, he'd be a great three. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he shouldn't have been a one last year. You can, it, and then in your three receiver sets, you can have Wilson and Lazard on the outside and Jackson Smith and Jigba falls in perfectly as the third receiver, that slot guy.
0: Yeah. So, so that would be extremely sick, but
1: not something yeah. I would l- love because Rogers would love that. But um, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have bad blood with him. I'll, I'll leave him alone. <laughs> Uh, With Jackson Smith and Jigba off the board at 15, that leaves the Washington football... I'm going with Washington football team. Screw the Commanders. (laughs) That's a stupid-ass nickname. (laughs) I think that... I hope new ownership changes that nickname back to the football team. WFT? That's sweet. (laughs) Uh, With the 16th overall pick, the Washington... Wait! Hit the button! (laughs) With the 16th overall pick, the Washington football team selects... Michael Mayer, he is going to still go in the top half of this draft. Um, Logan Thomas has been,
0: ya when healthy,
1: okay. Yeah, he is big time. Oh God, I regret that so much. <laughs> Calling him the my top tight end in the NFC East, and then he, then he comes in and just basically is hurt the whole season. That was great. Uh, Solid. Few years ago. Michael Mayer, though, brings a, a nice presence to that offense, something that Sam Howell, assuming that he's going to end up being the starting quarterback, at least to start this season, have a nice, reliable target in Mayer. They've already got Dotson. They've already got Terry McLaurin on the outside. I get that, but those guys are more down-the-field threats. Why not get yourself a nice security blanket there with Michael Mayer? Uh, you've I was, I was tempted to go edge rush here because, you know, A, have somebody on the opposite side of chase young is great. Or if chase young ends up getting hurt, which he has been for a number of games, uh, his, in his short career that ideally that edge rusher just fills in his void. But ultimately I, I think tight end just get, get Sam how a little security blanket here. So Michael Mayer, uh, Notre Dame.
0: No, I like that. I like that quite a bit. So yeah, it's nice to see I'm I'm excited that they're going to be giving, well, assuming they don't go and draft somebody, but I'm Excited that they're going to give Sam Howell a little run here for at least a good chunk of the season. See what he's got. I think they owe it to him to do that. And hey, he had a, it was week eighteen, but he had a pretty solid performance that week as well. So I have Washington football team going on the other side of the board here and. Joey Porter Jr. sitting there, cornerback out of Penn State, and I think that would be an awesome fit. They need a solid corner to help protect, especially with going up against CeeDee Lamb, A.J. Brown. No one on the Giants <laughs> at this point in time. <laughs> but, uh, they need someone in there, and Joey Porter would be a perfect fit. Wondell Robinson, if he can stay healthy.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll but see. no, but but the other <laughs> two teams in that division, I mean, are yep. pretty solid at receiver.
0: Yep. So you can get that shutdown corner to help line up and hopefully mitigate some of the damage that those receivers will be doing.
1: Yeah, the fit the fit there is money. I mean, it's just a mat I, I obviously just had him going earlier, but it's a yep. great fit.
0: Yep. All right. Well so that will wrap it up. Though that is our first half of our mock draft, picks one through sixteen. We'll be back with picks seventeen to thirty-one and an additional. First pick in the second round as well. So we have an even 32 picks, but tune in tomorrow to find out the rest of our picks. We can be found at dead arm sports, Twitter, Instagram, check us out on Facebook at dead arm sports. Go to YouTube, especially for these two episodes, subscribe, click the bell there. That way you can watch our mock drafts. You can ask us any questions during our live feed. We will hit you up with uh, answers back or else if it's something we want to discuss a little bit further, we'll feature it on our next episode. Follow us at Dead Arm Sports, at DOS Gel, at DOS JPEG. You can ask us any questions there. If you do miss our live feed, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening platform. Send us a screenshot. We will swag you up with some Dead Arm Sports goodies. What are those platforms, Mr. Jill?
1: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review to whatever your chosen listening platform is. Also, find us on YouTube as mentioned. Again, perfect time to watch us on YouTube as when we're going through this mock draft, much easier to follow than doing it via audio. Um, I'm sure that some of you listeners have listened to mocks through podcasts, and it's pretty tough to kind of keep track. So, um, yeah, perfect time to find the YouTube page. Just search at Arm Sports, and you'll find us there. Subscribe, rate, review, and, um, yeah, we'll love you forever and ever and ever. <laughs> We will be back again tomorrow on the actual draft
0: day to finish this out. So that way you are prepped, ready to go for the actual NFL draft. Going to preview the Mexico open before that. So tune in for...
1: (laughs) Mexico! (laughs) I was like, that's not Las Vegas. <laughs> I
0: should have saved that for the closing, Jill. But I'll uh, <laughs> no, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Have a great night. Sleep well. Hopefully, uh, Santa brings you the player that you want in the morning for your team. And Jill, close her out. <laughs>